at the precise moment we were remembering Deputy James McGrain, who was killed in the line of duty 15 years ago yesterday, about 12.30 in the morning. And yesterday, while we were discussing that, north of New Mexico, north of Albuquerque, in Boulder, Colorado, Eric Talley, who was a Boulder police officer, he was answering a call to an active shooter situation in a Boulder grocery store. And like many police officers, heroes, he went in to protect those who were the victims of this massive shooting, mass shooting. And unfortunately, regrettably, Officer Talley gave his life. And um, we've learned now that uh, Officer Talley was one of our own, that he was actually a graduate of Highland High School in 1988. And um, the uh, Albuquerque Public Schools, and uh, specifically the superintendent, uh, Scott Elder, said that like so many of our graduates, Officer Talley could have done anything he wanted in life, and he chose to serve and protect. And that's what he was doing. The chief of the Boulder Police Department called Talley's actions heroic. Here's the statement from the APS superintendent in full. The entire Albuquerque Public Schools community wishes to express our deepest condolences for the loss of Colorado Police Officer Eric Talley and each of the victims who lost their lives in yesterday's senseless mass shooting. And so it, it's obviously this is something that immediately gains national attention, uh, but it hits close to home uh, as he was a son of Albuquerque. And so our condolences to uh, Officer Talley. Uh, we also want to extend our gratitude to Officer Talley uh, for putting his life on the line and paying the ultimate sacrifice to keep those people those people safe. Um, I'm not going to mention the, the 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 shooter's name. You all know it by now. Uh, and 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 sometimes I don't like doing this because again, I don't know what's up with this guy. Um, you know, he's 21 years old. Uh, apparently, they said that he had some mental health problems. Uh, he was w perhaps uh, carrying a uh, an assault rifle. He had on what's being reported as a uh, armored vest uh, when he went in. He started by killing somebody in the parking lot of this grocery store and then moving his way into the grocery store itself and opening fire. And uh, he was taken into custody. He has now been charged with 10 counts of first-degree murder. Um, and my understanding is he was shot in the leg um, during his capture. Now, uh, President Biden uh, came out and spoke today. Um, he praised Officer Talley uh, for his bravery and his heroism. He also said that Boulder is another American city that has been scarred by gun violence and the resulting trauma. And he immediately called on the House to pass, uh, or excuse me, the Senate, to immediately pass House bills on gun reform. And these specifically are on, they want the background checks, uh, they want universal background checks on everybody. And, of course, um, he is asking them, uh, the Congress, to ban the sale of semi-automatic assault rifles. And this is something that uh, President Biden was confronted with, actually, during the campaign. And I've been asked this question many times, and even during the campaign. Was it my position, uh, my opinion, that President Biden, if elected, uh, would push for uh, 
uh, a, a ban on semi-automatic rifles. And I said that I thought he would. Uh, obviously, in light of this mass shooting, uh, that has pushed the uh, president to ask Congress to move this along. Now, this is not going to be an easy situation. Uh, this is not going to be something that is it's going to happen immediately. You always say, well, wait a second. You have the Republicans uh, are no longer in power. How do they block a semi-automatic assault rifle ban? Well, because you have people like Manchin and others. And and so it may be it may be an uphill battle uh, to get those. I, look, I've got no problem with the background checks. I don't. Uh, you know, if you if you purchase a gun, just have a background check done. It, it's no big deal. I've always felt like that was, um, you know, th- there was no, I didn't see a problem in that, honestly. But let me let me say this: there is an estimated, and 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 part of the reason why we don't know specifically is because we don't have a registry, right? There's no registry on firearms in America. So we don't really know. And if you read the, the publications, I have seen everything from as little as 6 million semi-automatic assault rifles to as many as 20 million. But make no mistake, it's a large number. And so the question is, and, and I look, I, is this going to have any effect whatsoever? If we are to have... I'm sure they're also going to go after the extended magazine, the 30-round magazine. But is this going to stop? Will this stop if there are 15 to 20 million? Uh, And so what I'm asking is just not just that simple, but if there was something that you could do to change the law, which you think would have an impact on these mass shootings, what do you think that would be? Do you think it's the background check? Do you think it's the, the, the assault rifle ban? Do you think it's a gun buyback program? And I'm asking you this seriously because, again, we're going to have a discussion about this uh, because this is going to be something that uh, that President Biden and, and many in Congress are going to be pushing for. And so that is my question. What would you do? And then if you would like to, again, uh, if you'd like to offer your condolences uh, to Officer Talley, uh, we, please do. Again, this is it's a tragic situation. Uh, I don't know what could have been done to prevent it. I don't know if anything can be done to prevent these from happening. Um, but but we offer our condolences to this hero who tried to stop it, uh, but paid the ultimate sacrifice in the process of doing it. Let's get to the calls. Mike, you're on News Radio KKLB. Welcome, Mike. Yeah, Darren, thank you for taking the right call. Eric Talley, you, you, you mentioned that he went to Highland High School. He lived down the yeah. street from me. I lived on Fogba Southeast. I believe he went to Wilson Middle School. Another famous Wilson Middle School alumni was Jim Morrison of the Doors. I don't know if you knew that. I did um, know that. Yeah, his dad was. Do you remember him, Mike? Uh, yeah, I do. He was. Uh, he was a lot. He was a lot younger than I He was a good friend of my brother's. They both went to Highland High School, and my brother just said he was good people. He was a really nice guy, and that's that's the last I mentioned. I, think, I believe he went to Emerson uh, Elementary. Uh, I think it was Emerson Wilson Middle School, and he went to Highland High School. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I just and I feel so horrible about it. But one thing about the politics of it, you know, the Republicans are going to win on this issue because they run on three things. They run on the flag, the Constitution and the Second Amendment. And uh, they're going to they're going to they're gonna win. And, and, you know, there's nothing that we can do about the guns. We're just going to we're going to be a nation that's going to be known as mass shooting. That's that's our DNA. In yeah. Japan, I believe they have a population of 50 million people. One year they had one one uh, one murder. We're just, that's what we're known for. We're known for apple pie, baseball, and mass shootings, and that's the way it goes. Yeah. I don't know, Mike. I think, and I haven't seen, and I've got to do a little bit of digging. Um, look, we are a nation that supports the Second Amendment, but I think we're also a nation that believes there should be some reasonable restrictions, such as I, I have no problem with background checks. I don't want criminals to have be- guns. Uh, now, people will say, well, the criminals just buy them illegally. But, yeah, that doesn't mean, though, you still can't have some common sense laws as it relates to purchasing guns. You know you know what? I agree 100 percent with what you said. The problem is the Republicans, you know, like Donald Trump, the Second Amendment, the flag, the Constitution, 
and the Trump, the Trump cowboys, the, the proud boys and the proud girls, they get on the bad wagon and they love that. And nothing's ever going to be done because, in our, you know, Bill Martin made a comment about America. We're silly people. We don't get things done because of the Second Amendment, uh, the, the, you know, a God and religion and, and abortion. We're never going to get things done. We're, we're silly people. That's what we are. Yeah. Well, Mike, I, okay, I will but, tell you, I, I appreciate the call, Mike. I don't know. I don't know. There, there's a chance, though, that that, that band could, uh, they could be enacted. It, it's not a done deal by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but we'll see. And I'm going to dig into some of those public opinion polls and see where we are, uh, especially as it relates to a ban on semi-automatic rifles. Vinny, you're on News Radio KKLB. Welcome, Vinny. Thanks, Darren, for taking the call. I mean, you guys are hitting on some really good uh, topics here that have been uh, today, especially that's been around on the table for quite a many years on that. Um, <clears throat> I used to study in martial arts years ago. And I know that uh, a weapon will not jump itself up off the ground or the table and and just go, you know, crazy and hitting people. It's right. generally the person that possesses the weapon, whether that's a firearm, a stick, it could be anything that could be construed as a weapon, uh, whatever. So um, that said, I think that with the background checks being made, there probably could be some obviously greater improvements to enhance those background checks because as we all know those background checks basically go back x amount of years or x amount of months or whatever and we've already recently seen in just the last couple of years where there have been other violent attacks where there have been people that have had no background criminal sheets at all in the past and they've turned around and just they've short fused and all of a sudden they've gone haywire in mass society yeah so i think that there could be some things that could be done to tweak those background checks um, and exactly how or what, that's that's the $50 million question as to where would they expand that, so to speak, or how, how would they modify that to what's currently on the table? Yeah. Uh, Vinny, I agree. And I, I think responsible gun owners, I don't, they don't, I don't think they have a problem with this. I think, I, you know, and I can tell you as, as it relates to background checks for the purchase of firearms, the, the, the public opinion surveys are, are very much in favor of that. that that's right. what I'm talking about is I want to go back. I haven't checked it in a while, uh, but, but background checks in and of itself, you know, most Americans believe that if you purchase a gun, you know, you should have a background check done on you. And as I said, I want to get, I, I will check those house bills again, because I don't want it. I want it to be a background check. Look, if you're purchasing a weapon, um, you know, uh, there, there should be some type of check. Uh, and, and I want to look at those bills, but, uh, the, the, the actual ban itself, that's going to be a separate issue. You got it. Thank yeah, you, Vinny, thank you. I appreciate it. And, and, and look, what is this going to do? It, it, it's, again, like, like Sandy Hook, like the other shootings. It's caused us to have a discussion uh, about gun laws and about the Second Amendment. And, and many of you know, uh, because I've said it on this show, I have quite a few guns. Uh, I, uh, I, you know, probably more than I need uh, if there is such a thing. Uh, but I like my, I, I'm, I'm a responsible gun owner. I am a, I am a ferocious supporter of the Second Amendment, but I'm not threatened by a background check at all. Uh, but I, I, and again, I go back to this whole, this um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna ban semi-automatic rifles, but it's not gonna stop it. There could be as many as 20 million owned by private citizens in America. And, you know, and your argument may be, well, we don't need more, Darren. I, okay, I, I'll, I'll listen to what you have to say. And we've had the ban before. But, you know, I, I, I'm, and that's why I'm saying. I'm opening this up for a discussion. Let's have a conversation about guns. Let's discuss what should we be doing in America. Or is there anything that we can do to prevent somebody like this killer who went in yesterday and slaughtered all of these people? Let's get back to the calls. Brendan, you're on News Radio KKLB. Welcome, Brendan. Hi, thank you. So I, so I think to lend some insight into the conversation, uh, as it, you know, as, with respect to this situation, you know, right, we don't know why the shooter decided to, to pull the trigger. We don't know that yet. But from his social media and from his criminal record, we can get a little bit of information about his state of mind. 
uh, we know from his social media that he was really paranoid. He was really paranoid about the government um, monitoring his cell phone. And he was really paranoid about anti-Muslim sentiments in the country. He was also very anti-gay. Um, so based on his social media, uh, before it was taken down, we, we, can, see, we can see those things. Uh, he had a couple uh, criminal records. Uh, he had a couple skirmishes uh, in high school, some fist fights. Uh, so he had a little bit of uh, interaction with police, but nothing, nothing very severe. So right. would, uh, would increased background checks help in this case? I don't think so. But, Brandon, do you agree, though, there's nothing? All right, so the big question, the big sticking point, most people agree that if you buy from a federal firearms dealer or you're doing it at a gun show, where the sticking point comes in is if, you know, it's, if you sell it or give it away to a family member or a friend. But do you, I mean, how do you feel about what I was saying that, look, I don't do a background check. I don't care. I mean, I've got nothing to hide. And if it is somebody that's a criminal that has a, uh, a past, then what's wrong with doing the check? So I don't understand. Yes, it may have not stopped it in this case, but what's wrong with doing background checks on people who are trying to buy guns? This case looks more looks a little bit more like a jihadist type of attack than anything else. I have no problem with background checks. Yeah, but we don't I'm know that yet, Brent. Brandon, don't say that yet until we know, okay? It looks I, it's I, starting to look that way. It's starting to look that way. But, but, we, we, but don't know, but, we don't know. Let's get the facts. Look, we, we, we understand. Uh, I understand what you're saying, uh, but let's let's find that let's let's let the authorities uh see if there's anything because you're right he had some fist fights in high school he's apparently he's somebody with a temper uh he is a little bit paranoid uh, but uh i i think to say that um he was acting out because of some radical uh philosophical belief we need to be a little careful with that first it may be that way it may end up that way but let's let's find that out first is yeah, that, that fair? That sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, social media tells us a little bit. We don't know for sure, right? Uh, yeah. Background check, I'm all for it. I have no problem taking a background check. Uh, in this case, I don't think it would have helped a whole lot. But, you know, in general, I'm, I'm all for background checks. I don't have a problem yeah, with that. Yeah, I agree. And let me ask you this. the, the uh, Talking about the ban... Uh, you know, the, the, the president wants uh, to, to reinstitute the ban. And so everybody knows it doesn't mean that those of us who have semi-automatic rifles, that they're going to take our rifles from us. It means that future sale would be uh, would be banned. What do you think? I, I, I think it's a really bad idea. Well, we all know, you know, the Republicans are going to be strongly against this for, you know, by and large. And it, even on the far left is going to be strongly against this as well. Yeah, so I, I don't I, think it's going to go anywhere. Yeah, Brendan, I appreciate it very much. I agree with you. I don't. I, I tell you right now. Now the background check, they got to work out this whole thing about the difference right now is uh, on a universal check is what about giving a gun to a family member? Um, but I'm going to tell you something. This is going to come up for a vote because this is just a political issue now, and so Schumer being the head of the Senate, uh, you can rest assured they're going to have a vote on this. There will be a ban. I, I'm I'm positive of that a legislation for it, and they're going to be they're going to vote for it, and we're going to see what happens. So this is just going to be not going to be just a conversation. Uh, there there will be actual uh, votes, and and obviously to put people on the record uh, because that's how they do it. That's how the political system works. Um, you know, a, a, as I said, right now uh, I would be very surprised if Manchin in West Virginia would go along with banning semi-automatic rifles. Uh, he may be somebody that's fine with the universal background check, but um, I would be surprised. I'm telling you right now, as the, the, the Senate is constructed 50, 50, I don't think they have the votes for it. I think it's, it's going to be something that um, is going to get a lot of discussion um, I'm, I'm, you know, the president may try to do it by executive order. I think that would be immediately met uh, with a challenge, as it should be. I don't like executive orders that delve into the responsibility of a legislature, Congress. I didn't like it when Trump did it. I didn't like it when Biden did it. And I sure as hell am not going to like it when 
Biden does it. But if they fail to move, I think that the president will try by executive order to ban. And it's, it's just, it will get, believe me, I, I think it will be stopped immediately. Uh, because we need to stop this whole idea of if the presidents don't get what they want, they can just do it by executive order. That's the checks and balances in the three branches of government. Uh, as, and and that, that shouldn't be allowed to happen. If you don't get your way, well, I'll just do an executive order. That's the, not the way this system works. And I'm talking about everybody. I, I, it, the, the executive order is for the president to say, one of my agencies, and I'll give you the example, the departments, the federal departments, anybody who enters the building has to wear a mask. That's an executive order because it gives the president the authority to direct his agencies to do something but not usurp the authority of the United States Congress. That is not what it's meant for. And so, but, but I'm telling you, I don't think right now as we sit here, I don't think they have enough votes uh, to, to pass a, a, a ban. Let's get back to the calls. Billy, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome to the show, Billy. Thank you, Sheriff, for having me. Um, you know, first of all, I just want to say, you know, it's important to always remember Officer Talley as a hero. Uh, and recognize, you know, the sacrifice that him and his family have made. Yeah. Um, you, you know, one of the things, I, I was uh, I was at the concert in Las Vegas in 2017, and by the grace of God, my wife and I made it out. Um, and, you know, I'm tired of incidents like these becoming a political platform, uh, especially the day after something like this happens. Um, you know, the only thing political about this is lawmakers need to start addressing the mental health, the domestic violence offenders, the terrorism, on the consequences for those who commit these kind of crimes or that are committing crimes that eventually lead up to them, you know, doing these things. Yeah. Billy, you said something very important. And, and let me also say that I, I'm, I'm just I'm grateful that you were able to to get away uh, in Las Vegas. Um, another just awful, awful situation. You brought up something that I think is important. We're talking about what are some of the things that we can do. It's clear um, and I didn't want to dismiss what Brandon was saying um, about when, it, you know, look, he, he appears to be somebody with mental health problems. And um, and we need to recognize that we don't do a good job in this country of providing people with some of the treatment. And, and, and the my God, we just don't do a good job at all with it. And, and why I didn't want to go right to the to, to the ideology part of it. We also have to remember, though, as somebody battling these paranoias and these different mental health issues, um, that that kind of loneliness that they get trapped in, it's very dangerous because it manifests itself into evil ideologies. There's no question about that. Uh, but but uh, but thank you for saying that because it's something we're just talking about. Oh my God, it's um, you know, should we ban assault rifles? You know, should we limit the magazines? background checks we also need to have as part of this discussion the mental health aspect of it yeah absolutely i mean and and you know with as more and more of these offenders you know become known you know a lot of things that are coming more and more common with them is that we're finding that you know they either came from broken homes or they had some kind of exposure to either um growing up in a domestic violence household or they were domestic violence offenders themselves. Um, and then there's the mental health aspect of it. And, you know, your career in law enforcement, I'm sure you saw, you know, how, how drastically that stuff changed. And then you include the, you know, the addiction and stuff like that, where, where these new drugs that are being introduced are, are almost creating um, what could be mirrored as mental health problems. So, yeah. you know, what are we really doing in America to address this stuff as well? Exactly. Billy, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you calling in and sharing because you're absolutely right. And I don't think anybody should excuse anything that was just said between Billy and I as an excuse for the shooter. Okay? No, that's not what we're doing. I would never do that. You had 10 innocent people lose their life. And it is imperative that we find out exactly what it was. What was the motivation behind this, this mass killing? Uh, but but it's clear by some of the stuff that we've all read, um, you know, there there were these issues. You heard Brandon say, yeah, that he was he was paranoid by the government. There there were he had a very quick temper. He had some run-ins with the law, minor stuff. And, and remember, he's 21 years old. It's at 21 years old. 
But that isolation, that isolation uh, can really lead to the grip of evil. There's no question about it. They look for something, and I'm not a mental health expert, and I'm not, believe me, I'm not trying to be a mental health expert. But I've done this for long enough to understand uh, that when we talk about some of the fixes to, uh, to some of these issues, mental health must be part of that discussion. Just as much as we talk about background checks and the size of uh, magazines and, and the, the types of weapons, we should have a conversation about mental health. But, but as I said, no, please don't confuse that in any shape or form as an excuse for this behavior because there is none. And uh, he is now in custody and he should be charged to the full extent of the law. Ten first-degree murder charges. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, I, I hate to sound harsh maybe to some of you, but the next time he comes out of a prison, it should be in a body bag. He should pay with his life for it. I don't know if Colorado has a death penalty. I'll look. I don't think it does. But to me, I'm sorry. Um, this should be met with the, the harshest of punishment. This cannot be tolerated in our country. We are talking about this tragic mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado that has left 10 dead. One Eric Talley, Officer Eric Talley from uh, Boulder, who was a son of Albuquerque, graduating from Highland High School uh, in 1988. He tragically leaves behind seven kids. Um, and we're discussing now the president has come out today and said it's time to enact tougher gun reform laws, including universal background checks and a ban on semi-automatic rifles and extended magazines. Join the conversation at 243-3333. Let's get back to it. JC, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome, JC. Good afternoon to you, too, and I abhor this shooting. Yes. Unfortunately, how many people in this country save themselves or save others by being armed? Do you have any idea? Because it's never ever reported in the news that I know of. It, sometimes I've seen. I don't know the number uh, of people, but you know we do see some of those cases highlighted where somebody who's a concealed carry permit holder took action to save someone's life. Yes. Well, my personally have had to take a gun and hold it on five different people to prevent violence. One was going to knife me, and another was going to knife a friend of mine, and I had to actually fire the gun to make them stop doing what they were doing. Wow. Um, they weren't, they weren't also, your friends, were they, J.C.? When the Watts riots out in California, do you remember those? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm familiar with them. Well, the... Korean community was left alone because the Koreans stood in front of their stores with guns so the rioters would not destroy their stores. Right. So I don't understand if these bad things happen. I understand that they're bad. But I don't understand why we don't uh, put the good things that happen when people actually save themselves or others. Uh, why don't we make that as a big a deal as the other thing? Well, uh, you know, and, and it does, and I I appreciate the call, JC. We do get, uh, you know, it, when that does happen, those are more isolated incidents, obviously. I remember the one on the Walmart uh, years ago here uh, where a man took action, uh, was trying to attack, I believe it was his girlfriend at the time, and he took action. So it does happen, um, you know, where people... You know, and 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 I will tell you, JC, that is one of the things I thought of is that um, it, it's unfortunately that there wasn't somebody there who was a concealed carry uh, permit holder that maybe could have taken action, um, but that didn't happen. And and again, so why does something like this get more attention? Well, because ten people, including a police officer, uh, were gunned down by this, uh, you know, by this guy. Uh, the suspect who is in custody, and so of course that's going to get a lot of attention, and so and 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 from there we're going to have people asking a lot of tough questions. So uh, yeah, let's let's get back to the calls. Gabriel, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome. 
Hey, thanks, Darren. Um, I was just calling just, just to touch on what you and uh, Billy were talking about earlier um, about people with mental disorders. And, um, you know, I honestly, I believe in the Second Amendment as well, and I don't think banning um, semi-automatic rifles will do anything. But like you were saying about um, making tougher background checks uh, and making it more difficult for uh, people that uh, own firearms, like uh, especially people if they're on any kind of psychotropic medications, should mm -hmm. definitely not be able to purchase any kind of firearm whatsoever, you know. Um, and I, I know the background check, they probably don't look into that type of stuff. And I was thinking maybe they should consider some, like adding something like that to the list as far as what they look at um, yeah. uh, uh, people's backgrounds. Well, part of it, we got to, so basically, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, basically what that, what it says now on the background check form is that if you are somebody that has been adjudicated, right, that's the term, adjudicated uh, to be, uh, have a mental health issue, um, then you are prohibited from purchasing a weapon. Uh, but I, I always, I'm always careful, though. Gabriel, when uh, when you get into this, you know what what is it that you look? If you're impaired, if if you're taking some type of medication, um, or, or using a drug that that has the ability to impair your judgment, you should never have a weapon. I mean, you just shouldn't, right? I mean that that. Um, yep. But uh, you know, if we said to somebody, well, um, you know, a person takes Xanax because they have an anxiety issue, well, that person shouldn't be allowed to. Uh, carry a weapon because they take Xanax. I, I I would have trouble with that. I would. Yeah, I mean I agree. Uh, you know, Xanax, like you said, anxiety. It's all categorized under a mental disorder. You know? Right. If nobody should be able. To, anybody that is uh, diagnosed with any kind of mental disorder should not have a firearm in their hand. You know, because it's the. The gun doesn't kill people. It's the person behind it that does. You know, um, mm -hmm. it's just it's just common sense. Yeah. I mean, that's literally. I mean, I'm a gun owner myself. I have been for many years, and not once have I, you know, committed any kind of crimes or anything with that. You know, I've I've gotten all my my uh, weapons legally, and you know, it's just it, and that's you know ninety ninety nine percent of the time that's. All legal gun owners, they're not the ones that commit the gun crimes, you know. That there's a small 1%, maybe even less than that. Uh, we already know that all the gun crimes that happen here in our city are none of these criminals own no. these guns literally. No, and they're buying them. You're they absolutely right. That, we know right. it. I mean, even yep. though they don't, they don't have to report it on the news, but it's just common sense, you know. Right. Gabriel, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I look. I agree there, and as I said, we have to be careful when we start saying, "Well," and I'm with you. Uh, I think the way the law is written, it's trying to do, it's trying to be careful because look, people, you know, sometimes people have a tough time in life. That doesn't mean that you have a mental health issue. If you suffer from anxiety, if you suffer, you know, uh, some people just, again, you know, it, it's. We just have to be careful. I think that that is the reason why they're saying you have to be adjudicated by the court so that there's no question about it. That makes you incapable of, of purchasing a firearm. Join the conversation at 243-3333. Ray, you're on News Radio KQ. Be welcome. Yeah, hello, Darren. Yeah, like you, I'm a retired law enforcement officer and, uh, you know, for 23 years. And I, you know, I carried a firearm for all those years. I used an AR-15 MP5 when I was on the SWAT team. But uh, now, although I do have a firearm, um, I, I have no use for those type of uh, weapons at all. But my main point is, and I think uh, a, a caller before me touched on that too, is like specifically here in Albuquerque, all these uh, gun murders that we have, you never hear in the media as to the origin of uh, the firearm that they had. I think more investigation should be done. Where did the gun come from? How did they come in possession of it? And maybe some action should be taken uh, you know, against the people that uh, either sell them without um, uh, 
documentation or uh mm-hmm. you know that are somehow uh, the guns are getting into the into the hands of people that shouldn't have them that's what i like to see i like to see more investigation as to the origin uh, of the firearms that are used so what we know ray is that he purchased that uh weapon about a week ago is my understanding um and as you know being in law enforcement uh that um the atf is probably uh well not probably is uh all over this investigation and and, and absolutely trying to determine everything they can about how the weapon was purchased uh from you know where it was purchased uh i'm sure that that's ongoing right now the only thing that they shared in court documents is that he purchased it a week ago and you know most people that purchase guns and go through the legal process i mean are, are you know if they pass the background check you know then they, you know they are yeah. then they're okay my concern is uh, of the gun violence that is taking place you know not only here but all over the country everywhere and you you, you do not hear as to where did the gun come from? How did the composition? I know a lot of people are felons. How did they get the gun? That's what yeah. I really would like to know because uh, most people, I'd say 99% of the people that own guns legally are not going to commit those kind of crimes. So that was, oh. that is my point, sir. Yep, great. I appreciate. It. Thanks for the call. thanks for the call, Ray. I agree with you. Um, you know, they the the ATF. I'm sure has a a complete team of people going over every aspect. Uh, of that firearm purchase and, and how the suspect obtained it was it illegal um, but don't be surprised that you know he filled out paperwork uh, to purchase it uh, for everything that I've heard so far um, is that you know I don't I don't hear of anything that would preclude this suspect from purchasing that firearm legally uh, there may be some other things that we don't know uh, but I'm not going to be surprised if the, we learn uh, here in the near future that 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 weapon was purchased legally. So, uh, w- but we will end up seeing. I think Ray is absolutely right. I, I, if a vast majority of gun owners like myself, that's what I say. I have no problem with universal background check. You know, check me. I, I you know, I I purchased my weapons. Uh, many of my weapons I purchased. I almost all of them uh, that I've purchased. I've purchased. Uh, through uh, an FFL and have done the proper paperwork. And so I have no problem with it. Uh, but we always have to be careful when we talk about, okay, what should we do uh, to preclude somebody from purchasing a, a firearm? We need to be careful with that. That's a slippery slope. And then the other aspect of it, as I've said, is um, if we do have 15 to 20 million uh, semi-automatic assault rifles uh, in private hands, in private, the hands of private citizens, and we do ban them, and these mass shootings tragically continue to occur, what's the next step? My sense is that there's going to be people that say we haven't gone far enough, and we're going to have to start taking uh, people's firearms. And then we're talking about a whole different situation. That's for sure. Ryan, you're on News Radio Kiki. You'll be welcome. Hey, thanks, Mr. White. Um, yes. So I just like to start by saying that I am a uh, an adamant supporter of the Second Amendment. I own many firearms, including an AR-15. Um, I have a concealed carry permit. I do carry a gun with me. Um, but I just have a you know some I guess kind of mixed feelings about this. You could say just a couple points. It seems like the uh, left would say that oh, there's too many guns. That's the problem. And the right might respond, oh no, it's mental health that we don't address. That's the problem. Um, but, you know, it seems to me that mental health is a universal condition, right? So it happens worldwide. Or it's a worldwide condition, right? But these mass shootings don't really happen all over the world, certainly not on the scale that, that they do here in the States. Um, so I think there's, you know, that needs to be, be addressed as well. And then just another point about it um, is that people would say that, you know, guns don't kill people, people kill people, which, yeah, that's that's true. But it's kind of like saying, you know, Wrenches don't fix cars. People fix cars. And, yeah, that's yeah. true, too. But the wrench is the, is the most effective tool to get the job done, just like a, yeah. a semi-auto rifle might be the most efficient tool, unfortunately, to, you know, commit a mass shooting. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of a, a balance of both. Like, obviously, someone who opens fire on um, people in a grocery store has mental health issues. Obviously, that goes without saying. Right, you know, but if he didn't have the access to that firearm in the first place, then would he have done it on that scale? I mean, probably not. 
And so, again, you know, I, I'm certainly pro-gun. I would, you know, be very, very, very opposed to some G-man knocking on my door to get my rifle. That would, you know, yeah. I would fight that tooth and nail, obviously. But there is, you know, some kind of a balance that needs to be struck here. And I just, I don't see a solution. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't know, you know, what's right about it. But I don't think it's quite so simple as either A, too many guns or a lack of mental health resources. There's certainly something else going on here. Yeah, Ryan, appreciate it. Great call, because you're right. There's got to be a balance somewhere. Because even if we do, if, if an assault uh, semi-automatic rifle ban is, is enacted, which I don't think it's going to be. I don't think they have the votes for it. It's not going to stop this from happening. And and then where do you go? And Ryan's right. You know, it's like I'm one of those people. You're not taking my guns. Let's get back to the calls. Lindsay, you're on News Radio. KKOB, welcome. Welcome, Lindsay. Yeah, so the last time I called, it was on a similar situation. Uh, I finally bought a handgun because I had the closest call I've had yet with real trouble, and I won't go into that. I just, you know, and I'm a gun owner. I mostly have shotguns. I have a, a couple of hunting rifles that I hardly ever use anymore. And you, you, I, I agree with the previous caller of what he, everything he said is, is absolutely true and the, the public safety issue here in Albuquerque, I mean, I was born and raised and in the last five years I've had four instances and this last one, like I said, was just too close for comfort and I don't want to have to have to carry a handgun, but what else am I going to do if, if I don't, unless I just want to hold up in my house because each time it has happened, is when I've been out by myself getting ready to go bird hunting. And I try not to do the stupid things, but this last time I had to get gas, and it, I should have gone to a, gas, a truck stop instead of where I stopped. And even, you know, even that, I might have not been safe. So there are a lot of issues. And trying to just say, well, we're going to put these restrictions in place, they're, they're not addressing the real problems, and some of it stems from the poor education that's going mm-hmm. on and the lack of opportunity because we've got people with no real skills to do anything with. Yeah. Well, Lindsay, I, uh, I appreciate what you're saying, uh, and, and I've always said this for one of the reasons why I supported the concealed carry law is because as a police officer and as a street cop, I knew that I could never always be there when something happened. We, we, you know, we respond to calls, but many a time, many times it's after the fact. And why should I tell you you do not have the right to defend yourself and protect your family? Uh, as a law enforcement officer, I get it. Uh, you know, it's just, and especially now. I mean, yeah. it's it's hard to get an officer. We had a break in in our business uh, last week at, I think it was one o'clock in the morning and the you know the the alarm went off and you know it took apd almost an hour to get there uh, and, and no and again that's that that's not anything against the officers it's because they're going call to call and yeah. so you know yeah it, it's you have a right to defend yourself and i will support your right to defend yourself all day long yeah and, and one last thing and it comes from what you were talking about last time when we were talking about the you know a, a mass shooting and, and but anyway the increase of traffic stops i mean these guys are out and about you know and, and just if they knew there's a chance of being stopped that's another roadblock that helps in public safety yeah yeah you know? now Lindsay, you're absolutely right i appreciate the call um i you know i think pd is starting to do more of the of the traffic stops um it's still far and few between it's not like it used to be it sure as hell isn't like it used to be when i was a traffic cop um but you know i am seeing a little bit more i i'm i'm being told though that these are kind of directed enforcement programs but i'll take that just because again i've said we need to do more of that Uh, but make no mistake um it is a personal decision uh if you want to get a concealed carry permit uh, if you want to purchase a handgun, maybe you're not going to carry it concealed, but you want to have a handgun in your house. 
how could I sit here and tell you with everything that's going on in Albuquerque that that's a bad idea? This is a violent damn town. There's another shooting last night. Somebody's dead. I mean, come on. You have a right to protect yourself. And, and, and in all honesty, APD is not going to be there. It, 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 they may not be there for you when you need them. Because they are just too damn busy. They are taking too many calls, and there's not enough officers. And believe me, we're going to get into this. will be another subject, but we're going to get into judging. Uh, the, the mayor has now said he's running for re-election. We're going to dissect his announcement. And we're going to ask the question, does he deserve another four years? Based on not just what he said, we're going to go back and look at what he said four years ago when he ran. But make no mistake, Lindsay's right. This is a violent damn town. And I, he didn't have to get into the details with me. I, I, can almost, I, I can almost relate to what he was going to tell me. It was almost like he didn't have to say it because I knew what he was going to say. Because it happens all too often in this town. As I said to you, the state of the city is it's violent and extremely dangerous. And happened again last night on the west side. Another shooting. Somebody's dead. Another homicide. Albuquerque saying, police saying it's 24. I don't know about that. We're going to have to look at those numbers. I really want to look at those numbers. Uh, but but doesn't even matter. There's just way too much violence. There's way too much killing. And, and yeah, you have a right to defend yourself. Now the question is going to be, do you have the should you be doing it with a semi-automatic rifle? Uh, well, you know, and and if the the president is successful in reinstituting a ban, and what are we going to do when we have another shooting, another mass shooting? And, and, and the realization that that didn't work. Because it's not going to work, folks. Make no mistake about it. An assault, it could be tonight. The House and the Senate could pass an assault weapons ban tonight. And it could be signed by the president in the morning. It's not going to stop this from happening. Not if there are 15 or 20 million semi-automatic rifles. Not even mentioning the handguns. So then what do you do next? If the assault weapons ban that's being proposed is in fact enacted and the shootings continue, what do you do next? And as some of the callers have said, don't send the feds knocking on my door because you're not getting my guns. Well, I, I, I feel the same way. Uh, I am a responsible gun owner, and I should not have my semi-automatic weapons taken from me. Uh, I, I shouldn't. I'm a, I'm a responsible gun owner. Let's get back to the calls. Frank, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome, Frank. Yeah, thank you, Darren. Um, you know, my prayers go out with the families from this. And first thing, and uh, yeah. second, you know, shall not be infringed upon. Um, I agree with you. Um, this is a horrific thing that happened, but here you got Mayor Lightfoot out there in Chicago, and they get him every weekend, 21, you know, shot. You know, I don't know the fatality rate. I think there's five or six. But the idea is those guns are illegal. They, they uh, come from the black market, obviously. And so, you know, uh, I, I think... Uh, like Barack Obama said here, I think in a quote, he said, uh, we now have the power to do this, take this gun grab. And it scares the hell out of me what the repercussions could be. They could come in with robot drones. You know, they've got 50s and M60s mounted on those things. So, I mean, uh, they can really do some damage. They can see through walls. Um, so... Anyway, that's just yeah. my comment, and I appreciate your show. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate it very much. Look, I, Frank, this is where I, I, I would say to you, I think this is a lot more difficult. You know, the president can come out. Look, the, pre the president 
um, he said during the election. This isn't something, this isn't a, a response to the shooting, except to the fact um, he's highlighting something that he has said all through the election. He didn't hide this. And so this is his position. He does believe that uh, semi-automatic rifles should be uh, banned. The assault, uh, the AR-style weapons. He does. He believes that. But there needs to be a discussion about that. And I will tell you, Frank, that I think if it were to come up for a vote tonight, uh, it would fail. I don't think they have the votes for it yet. Uh, that's different from the background check, the universal background check. That might be a little bit easier to get through. But I don't think as we sit here right now that, that, that they have the votes to do it. And the question has to be asked. And it's a legitimate question. When you say, uh, knowing that there are millions of these weapons that are out there, uh, what happens when you institute this ban on the AR-style weapons, you uh, institute the ban on high-capacity magazines, and then we have one more mass shooting and another mass shooting. What happens after that? Is that the time that then they go back to Congress and say, well, the ban wasn't enough. Now we have to outlaw the possession of these weapons. And that's a whole different set of circumstances. And that's my point when you talk about, and, and look, if you don't, you may not like the Second Amendment, you may not be a Second Amendment supporter, but it is a part of our Constitution. And, and, and I'll be the first one to say to you that I'm not one of these people that thinks just because we have a Second Amendment that it says it gives you the right under any circumstances to own a weapon. It does not. It absolutely does not. That's the reason why felons can't have guns. That's why we do have background checks. But, but I, I think it is worthy of a discussion. And it's what we're doing. I want to know. I don't, I don't have the answer, folks. I don't. There are certain things I subscribe to that we've talked about today. We need to do much better with mental health in this, in this country. We have to do a better job of mental health with mental health it always seems to be a common theme and as I said before not an excuse for anything uh, that happened yesterday but there are some indications that this this man was was suffering some from some mental health issues and and so put that up there you're absolutely right it's one of the things that we need to we need to look at but I don't have the answer don't get me wrong I, I you know as I said I am a gun owner I'm a responsible gun owner. Uh, I don't know if, if, if limiting uh, the sale of these weapons is going to, if there are truly 15 to 20 million out there. Uh, I don't have an answer. That's why I'm having this discussion with you. And, and trust me, we need to have this discussion. This is unacceptable what happened in Boulder. It, it's unacceptable where it's happened in every one of these cities where it's taken place. Uh, and, and I don't condemn the president for making the comments that he made. He was honest about this in the election. This is something he believes in. But the question is, we have to answer, is it, will it work? Will it, have the, in, will it have the outcome that he hopes that it will? I don't know. 